everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is November 23rd, Thanksgiving week. Feels like we've been gone for like a month. Right? It does seem a little bit longer <laughs> than normal. That's funny. I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, when the hell were the last time we were here? It's so great to be back since the first time since March. Uh, Monday Night Football was good tonight. Like, it's good, man. It's a, it's a really weird time, Dave, right? And I was just uh, I was saying to Dave yesterday, or, or maybe it was earlier today, man, I'm thinking about a lot of people. I know Dave is too. It, it feels like the last three days... I've heard from so many friends that are probably that are single, right? And yeah. that this week would be maybe getting on an airplane or getting in the car and going to visit family and reconnecting at Thanksgiving. And no matter where you are in the world, you're really not supposed to be doing that. No. And man. Dave has a house. I have the kind of house where it's like, dude, you're not alone on Thanksgiving. You come hang out with us, friends or family, and we can't do that this year. We can't do it for you guys. And it just, I've heard from a lot of people, which has been nice to reconnect and and have some fun conversations. But man, if you're if you're one of those this week, just know we're we're thinking about you, yeah. and we'll we'll get through Thursday. I talked to one friend of mine, Dave, and I I said, what are you doing? Uh, for the holiday, and it's I gotta put my laptop up, and I'm gonna have a Zoom with my family, who's 300 miles away, and they're gonna be <laughs> eating Thanksgiving dinner, and I'm gonna be by myself in my house, and that just is I don't know somebody who hates being alone. It kind of gave me the chills, so I just uh, just yeah, I'm thinking about anybody who finds themselves in that situation. It's just it's a lonely feeling, man, and that's and that's a tough feeling to have. You know what? It's it is. It's very strange. I think it's going to get worse in Christmas time. Christmas time just seems different. Yeah. And so I understand more people or everybody celebrates Thanksgiving, where not every religion celebrates Christmas, but still they're the Christmas movies and puts you in the mood. Yeah. And it always feels like Christmas should be more than one day because so much effort goes into that one day. But um, one thing about jumping into Rita's family compared to my family, my family was always Thanksgiving was always maybe about 10 people. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a couple aunts and uncles and cousins and it was it was 10 people. Dinner was fine with Rita's family. It was always a big Italian family. And we always seemed like we always had at least 50. Yeah. But out of the 50, 15 were people I never met that until that day. Oh, wow. Because we were always open the doors. Yeah, Who sure. doesn't have a place to go? Sure. And we or somebody had to work the next day and they couldn't travel because they only had one day off during the week. Whatever it was, we always had people over. I feel bad that we aren't inviting anyone else over, that it is real small, that it just feels different. And yet you're sitting there trying to follow the rules. You know, it, here's here's something kind of interesting about COVID to me. And I didn't think about it. Scott, I listened to Scott Lewis today. He was on with, with Darren. Yeah. And, you know, Scott's a good friend of ours as well. And, and he's pretty good on, on what's going on with COVID in San Diego. But he said something that I thought was interesting because we have a lot of family members and friends that don't exactly see it the same way. Mm-hmm. He brought up the fact, are there arguments and fights with family members and friends who either take it too seriously or don't take it serious enough in your mind? And yeah. I was thinking, you know, 100%. I don't run into one person, I think, that looks at it the same way I look at it. Either they're, they're, they're way crazy, which I never criticize anybody for no. being too, too uh, serious about it, but the people that say... Oh, it's just to get Trump out of office, wear me out because I'm like, you really, yeah. by you saying that, that means Germany, Italy, and the rest of the <laughs> world's in on it too. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, yeah. But um, I was I was thinking about that, and then I was talking to a family member today, and right after he said that, or I heard that, I almost got in a big argument with a family member today about God it being damn. being a hoax after oh almost nine months. Shit's crazy. It's just crazy. Um, yeah, it's so. My office were closed Thursday and Friday. Good. We'll be here Wednesday for the podcast. And so I was kind of thinking, hey, um, since I'm off Thursday, one of my kids would hang out with me. That's right? awesome. But um, my one son is going to help his mom make Thanksgiving dinner. And I said to him tonight, I go, you know what, man? I go, I was, uh, I was already looking forward to Thanksgiving. But knowing that you and your mom made this, I go, it's just, it's going to be incredibly yeah. special. And I go, what about your brother? <laughs> no, not involved at all. <laughs> so I go, well, what's he doing? And he goes, uh, well, he lost electronics. So he'll Does probably. Does he got in trouble? Yeah, all the time. Okay. They, right. I, 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 I don't think... know what the rule is in your house on taking electronics away. Yeah, fucking guys. I think they get electronics back when they're junior year of high school. <laughs> so I go, well, what's he doing? And he goes, I, I don't know. So he might be down here Wednesday night. Now, Perfect. I got to tell you, they never came in when we were doing the radio show. They've no. never seen it. I don't know if they go in and sneak in and listen to the podcast. They might. So I don't know. It's a little weird quite honestly, to think about him at 13 being here watching it. Is that the first time either one of your kids have actually seen you do a show? Oh, yeah. That is nuts. I never thought about that. Yeah, they've never they've never seen it. But he's great, and uh, he's a lot of fun, and we yeah. may fuck around and put him on a mic yeah. on, on Wednesday. one right here ready to go. Yeah. It's already just, plugged in. And just goof around. He freaking loves Dave and Rita, and he loves, I mean, Dave, he'll... I don't know if we've ever... Did we tell this story on the show? This is my son Jack's favorite story about Dave is we have Jake's Projects. Jake's Projects is something very, very special to us. And obviously Dave and Rita and Josh, myself, are on the board. We have about five other board members. But with COVID, uh, you know, Kyle Fluger, Sean Walchef, uh, Katie Temple, Christy Lozier, uh, Rona, a couple... Rowan. Oh, Rowan, my apologies. And uh, so we're all in this Zoom meeting, but you guys know everybody's been doing Zoom meetings. Uh, our time was running out. And so Dave had was running the Zoom and just quickly trying to keep us in because we're writing our, you know, our thesis or whatever the fuck we got to write, our rules, all this shit. And Dave inadvertently trying to buy $20 worth of Zoom time signs up for $2,000 worth of Zoom time. As we're doing this, I'm uh, doing a uh, FaceTime with my son, Jack, and my son, Cade. And they see Rita and Josh come out. And I go, oh, you're going to see Rita kick Dave's ass right now. <laughs> and so they ask me all the time, has Dave bought any more Zoom time? I go, no, he's not allowed to buy. Oh, my God. We thought Rita was going to kill him that night. So, yeah, they'll probably come down and want to ask you about Zoom and, and yeah. anything else going on. I was asking on. the other night. Literally that night, she remember, because Jeff and I were here doing we we're doing the sh doing our meeting from yeah. where we're sitting right now. My wife and son were in the other room. You literally saw her walk in with scissors. Yeah. I cut my credit card in half. Cut it right there. <laughs> like, it was great. It was great. She just shut you down. 
Um, so, hey, that was it. All right, here's one quick thing. <laughs> That's a great story. That wasn't a great story at all. My kids love it. <laughs> I know. It's doesn't, you always love the stories that don't end well for me. Now I have your son bringing uh, up the same things. They brought it up to you at your birthday. I know. <laughs> Dave's 50th birthday. They brought it up to him. Dave, remember when your wife was going to beat you up? What? <laughs> My dad was FaceTiming me. We were going to see the whole thing. That was great. What, why don't you ask him to bring up, remember when Nicole Eggert never called you and you didn't do anything for entire weekends because you're looking at the phone? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll tell you, you know, if he comes down here, I'm going to make you tell all your stories about your buddy Greg yeah. and the kid in the wheelchair. He'll love that. That'll be right up his deal. So we'll see that. Hey, just one quick thing though, Dave, yeah. circling back. So I was, I was saying... Um, that you have, I, I would think we all have a friend that might be laying low on Thursday and yeah. might be solo. So when this friend of mine said, um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of zoom with the family. I went on to Amazon today because friends important to me. And, and I don't know, I just hate the feeling of being alone. I literally invested 40 bucks and this person's going to have a care package showing up on Wednesday. And nice. the care package that I sent to them is... What, are you ruining a surprise? No, they're not going to hear this. Okay. The The care package that they're going to get on Wednesday is going to be really good popcorn, really good hot chocolate, a big-ass, like, really great blanket. Okay. And I got her the movie Notting Hill. Perfect. Right? It's one of my favorites. Dude, that movie is fantastic, right? I'm glad you said that. That movie is funny <laughs> as shit. The that roommate's so funny. funny as shit. The guy who comes into the bookstore and keeps asking for everything but travel books. And, uh, and that she'll, is so funny you said this. Yeah. And, and she'll get that Wednesday night. And so Wednesday night, and I would just say, if you've got somebody, man, spend 40 bucks on them, right? And if it's, I don't know, man, if it's a guy, send them something from Omaha Steaks. I don't know, but... <laughs> But Amazon will get everything there, and if you do it tonight or tomorrow, yeah. it'll it'll get there in time. And and like I said, I spent forty bucks. It wasn't about the money. No. And I know on Wednesday she's not expecting it, and this box is going to show up, and it's just going to kind of recharge their battery a little bit. That is so funny that you just brought up Notting Hill. This was a conversation <laughs> in my house yesterday. Really? Yeah, because I've seen the movie a hundred times. I, I, yeah. It, it, for me, I, I think, well, obviously, because I chased Nicole Eggert, I guess, but I love the idea of the movie. My wife has no time for this movie. She'll watch a movie one time and never watch again. You're kidding. No. And so um, I, I, the movie's on the last 15 minutes, and I turned yeah. to her as soon as I got flipping through the channels. I stopped it. She yeah. goes, are you serious? And I go, let me tell you something. There's something I, wrong with her. Oh, I've said that for you almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. I said to her, I go, look, you say whatever you want. The last 15 minutes of this movie might be the best 15 minutes in the history of movies. Fucking great. And <laughs> she stayed on. She at least stayed and watched the end of the movie. My but uh, it is. It's a great movie. I have it all memorized. All the lines. It's embarrassing as shit. <laughs> She's looking at me like just shaking her head. I'll give you another one. Go ahead. That I think we can sign off on, guys. Go ahead. As guys. And... My ex told me, she said, I would never love this movie. She goes, I don't even want to watch it with you because I know how you get Yeah. with movies like this. You're going to be bored and yawning and I'm going to fucking, because my ex-wife loves this movie. I thought it was great and I'll tell you why. Tell me why I love the movie Love Actually. I, I don't know Love Actually. 
Love Actually is awesome. Never seen it. You will dig it. It's kind of it's a Christmas movie. Okay. Uh, you got to see it. But the cool thing while you while you'll like it, Dave. Yeah. Is because Liam Neeson is a dad in there, and his son, who's probably in like seventh or eighth grade, has a crush on a girl, and doesn't know what to do. It's a story of like. Um, so it's like five or six different stories that are all kind of under the same umbrella. Yeah. And it's all, it takes place, it's in London and it's Christmas time at London. But uh, yeah, man, as as a dad, like some of the other storylines, you go, okay, like cool. Yeah. But I always have dug Liam Neeson and it's the relationship between a father and a son who likes this girl. And my one son is going through that right now where he likes a girl and I, he, his brother narks him out all the uh. time that uh, my son likes this girl. And I go, well, that's cool. Like, like, you know, have you guys like go to the taco shop, do whatever. Like there's places around town. And like you've encouraged him to, to ask her out like on a date. Yeah. And okay. then my other son said to me, dad, he's never said a word to her. <laughs> But I think she likes him and he likes her. And I go, but like, what's the conversation? He goes, dad, you're not listening. He's never said a word to her. Oh, shit. I go, well, shit, that's like me and Pam Greer. <laughs> but it's still going to happen. He's like, what? I go, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if this was the actual movie, like what you're doing right now. Yeah. Giving advice. Oh, yeah. my God the best holy shit dude so uh what year did this thing come out did you say dude i'm telling you this movie's right up your alley i know i know the reason i ask is liam neeson of course you know the story about his wife yeah. passing away and Tragic. then yeah it was a terrible story um damn man that but is, hugh grant's in this yeah yeah about that hugh grant's in this he plays the uh he plays the i think he plays the prime minister Oh, he's yeah? pretty cool in this. Yeah, there's a bunch of people in this movie. Damn, I've never seen this shit. How did I miss this? Uh, 2003, this movie came out. Is that right? Yep. God damn. <laughs> Where'd we get... We just gotten fired from KFMB. We didn't even know what life was like. We'd only been kicked in the nuts once at that time. <laughs> so young and naive. Dude, I didn't even know who Lisa Ann was. Oh, my gosh. It's funny that you brought this up because one of the questions, I'll just ask you the question now. The, yeah. qu the question was, what movie do you like but are embarrassed to, to admit that you like it? Um, I'm you gone to the, I've go gone ahead. to the point in my life where I'm no longer embarrassed about anything. You I know what goes through my mind? What movie could I tell you I like that you aren't going to make fun of me about? Oh, I'm going to make fun of everything, but you don't give a shit. My kids tell me all the time, Dad, you have to have feelings to have hurt feelings. Uh, that would probably be the one, Dave, where yeah. you go... We're uh, either one of those two right there where you go. That's it. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. We talked about Starsky and Hutch, which you go, well, that's no big deal. But then you watch that back and you're like, fuck, this is pretty weak. Like, really? Ben Stiller kind of wears me out, dude. I, I like Ben Stiller. Oh, I love that movie. But it, when's the last time you dude, watched honestly, it? Honestly, about a month ago. I liked it. <laughs> I, I liked the movie. I do like Owen Wilson. Mom always said you couldn't handle the, I couldn't handle the V8. <laughs> um but like i i don't know like there's where you go i'm trying to think of like chick movies 
We go chick movie. I don't know. Do you I, have I, one? Yeah, I'll give you a movie. That, All right, honestly, give me a couple. God, I've never seen. I'll give you give you one that would be embarrassing enough. But here's a movie I never saw until a few years ago. But it became, honestly, I, I watch it whenever it's on, if you ever find it. It came out in 1976, believe it or not. Okay. It's called Same Time Next Year. Do you with know Alan this movie? Alda? With Alan Alda and Ellen Burstyn. <laughs> what are you, 80? Dude, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I just opened up to you. Look what you did. Well, goddamn! I'm, okay. I remember that movie. Okay. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Okay. And it, it, I well, never saw it. Okay. Ellen Here, Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn. So, here's the storyline in the movie. Okay. Okay. You like it because I think they're in Carmel. Oh right? shit! Yeah, love that. They're in okay. Carmel. Alan Alda is from Connecticut. She's from San Francisco. They ended up staying at the same basically uh, bed and breakfast place. Okay. And they meet during dinner. Okay, oh, wow. in the dining room. Okay. Start a conversation. Boom, they, they hit it off. They're both married couples with with the families and everything. Okay. They hit it off. They end up going to bed together. They agree next year we're he coming back. Same banged time. Ellen Burstyn. For 26 straight years, they come back every year, same time next year. And they meet for 26 years. And it goes through history, sad things, good things, bad things. It's, it's kind of nuts. It's and good? It, dude, I loved it. But and, can you shake that it's Hawkeye Pierce? Yeah. I can. I'm not a huge Ellen Alda fan at all, but I, I can shake it. And she, she's great. But it's only two people in the whole fucking movie. I mean, they No were, kidding. And I guess this was a, a very famous play in New York. We yeah, Neil Simon, right? Yeah. You could tell with two people it would be it. But yeah, that, that's that's it. If you've right. ever seen the movie, I think you would like the movie. I just kind of find it fascinating. But it goes 26 years all the way through the Vietnam War and everything else. All right. Let me ask you this. Now, you've been married for a long time. I don't know if you can answer this, but I, I'm sure other people can. So I got married in 07. So when you think about the fact that this show started in 98, like there was a lot of time there where I was running the mean streets of Hamul and, and unhinged. <laughs> and certain... Like certain movies pop up and it's for, uh, this is for anybody married out there, male or female. Does any movie pop up when you see it and you saw it with a significant other and it was a significant other where you go, damn, there may have been something there, right? Like, I think it happens to a lot of people. Right. Yeah. Not a not. I mean, we all have significant others. Where we're like, oh god. Dude. Aren't there vacation spots that you went to? You sure. Know I, mean? I mean, there are restaurants. Sure. There are places you've gone where there are really good memories with somebody else. Sure. And I, I said this. I've said this on the show a couple of times. So I, uh, where the f- this is before ESPN. Yeah. Timelines all such a goddamn blur. We started the show at ESPN in, in the fall of 2004. Yeah. Okay. So this is right before that, and I'm working for Chase. I'm working for uh, Chase Bank, and I'm trying to keep people in their house from getting foreclosed on. This is before I went to the auto division. And... uh it's just me and a bunch of fucking goofs, yep. right? But such a good group of guys. And we're working, and all of a sudden, man, I'm telling you, this girl comes into this department, and you go, holy cow. Holy cow. What's she all about? <laughs> and then uh, I found out she was from Russia. Remember? Oh, I remember. 
And you go, fuck. And so we had a uh, we had a company dinner. We had a company dinner, and we went, and she and I were sitting next to each other. And, man, she's gorgeous. All the fucking dopes in my department, nobody's talking to her. So I'm the only one talking to her. And uh, was your first question. Who did you have in Rocky for? No. First thing, uh, we're talking a little bit. And I go, uh, you know, a guy from my hometown's on that 1980 Miracle on Ice. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, no. And at that time, at that time, Miracle was out. Okay. And I go, hey, you know what? I don't know what you're doing Friday night, but we should go see Miracle. And she's like, there's not a fucking chance yeah. I'm seeing Miracle. I go, it's a hell of a story. She goes, no, it's not. I go, yeah, it is. Fucking great. Kurt Russell, hell of an actor. So she's just like, what the fuck is the matter with this guy, right? So now we hit it off and we're out all the time. We're out every night. We're hanging out. It's great. We go to Yard House downtown and it's me and her, Katie Temple and Julie Brownman. Okay. And they start talking about... uh, like uh, astrology, like your birth sign. Yeah. And they mention cancer. They're like, uh, when's your birth date, Lena? And uh, she's like, June something. They're like, oh, you're a cancer. And she like got all choked up. And they're like, what's the matter? I don't want to be a cancer. I just try to get along with everybody. They're like, no, no, no. It's your first sign. So we, like, we were... Everything was great, and then, but we were. Which girl? Which girl told her she was a cancer? Was it, I'm dying. Robin, <sighs> cockblock. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So it's kind of like where things are there, but it's it. You hit the roadblock, right? And it wasn't that much of an age differential, so it wasn't crazy. And then all of a sudden. Who comes strolling in like a hurricane but my soon-to-be wife? And, dude, the day she found out I got engaged and got married, she fucking, that's it. Adios, amigo. She called the Free FM show twice. Oh, boy. She was great on the air. She We gave her tickets to the Bonaducci thing down at the sports arena with POD when we yeah. had 71 people show up yeah. in the sports arena. She looked fucking amazing there. And I thought everything was cool. And uh, fuck, nothing's cool. No. And you go, like, I would just ask anybody listening. Do you have anybody in your life where you go, fuck, man, this person, like, I think legitimately... I mean, hate's a pretty strong word. I don't. I don't think she hates me. She doesn't want anything. She doesn't want me to fall into a volcano. But you're like, goddamn, like did, it, they, did they hate your guts? Is there anybody on the planet? You mean? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, and female, not guys. No, There's plenty no, of guys no, that hate us. No, thanks. But she and I saw the movie Serendipity. You ever see Serendipity no, with John Cusick and and Kate Beckinsale? No. I like Kate Beckinsale, but no. Oh, dude, Dave, she never looked better than she looks in this movie. And Cusick's funny as shit. They have like a random encounter uh, in the middle of the winter. It's like a Christmas movie. 
They have like a random encounter. She gives him uh, her number and like something happens and it's just his constant trying to re-come back to her. And it's like, it's a great date movie. And you see, but that movie shows up and you're like, fuck. Especially now when I'm single. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) But the thing is, Dave, like, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. Anybody, you ever had a panic attack? Like a legit panic attack? You know, it's funny. I, I Anxiety attack? I, I I think I've had maybe one, but I wasn't sure. I'll be honest with you. Did and, you, where it feels like heart palpitations? Well, I get those a lot, but I think those, when I thought I said, did I just have a panic attack? I think it was just a blood pressure issue. Like we, I've worked with people that have panic attacks and I'm related to people that have panic attacks, and it, the way they describe it, it it's, it sounds like the worst ever. Oh, I had one, and I talked to two friends of mine. Uh, I know my friend Laura was one of them, Yeah, who I've known since the ninth grade. I talked to somebody else, and I can't remember who it is, and I'm telling you, man, this was right in the middle of it, and nobody says anything. And I go, okay. I mean, they can't see. You're waiting. I'm on to- the phone. Okay. So I'm on the phone <clears throat> in the middle of this. It's the only one I've ever had in my life, but I remember it like it was yesterday. And it's just, man, you just feel like your heart's going to come right through your chest. And I don't even remember what triggered it. And then she called. And I said, hey, I have to go. She called. And I was like, hey, you know, this, that, whatever. And she goes, what's going on? And I'm like, what? And she's like, what's up with you right now? What's going on with you right now? And I was like, I think I'm having a panic attack. And she's like, all right, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And I always just thought that was like the coolest thing, especially now when you look back and go, yeah, because she fucking hates you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the wildest thing where this movie shows up. And you're like, God damn, like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. I, I mean... You know, I mean, shit, Tina Turner said nice shit about Ike, and Ike fucking knocked Ellie Mae around. I didn't do any of that shit. But uh, but you just kind of learn, man. Like, you you have to just take the loss. You can't, like, you can circle back and, and try to do something, but at a certain point, you're just like, fuck, man, I, I got I to gotta throw it. But it That's sucks funny. because she was, you knew Dave. Yeah. She was cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's so many. <laughs> there's so many crazy things when I look back at this show and your dating experience. Because <laughs> I got married in in '92, so I was married yeah, when you and I met. But I'm like, and you would tell me, dude, I'm never getting married, and I'm never having kids. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think the guy ever is. No, like, look, like life was kind of really good, and you were I happy was where running you running the streets with you listeners. Are. Shit was fun, and I was like, things are good. And then when you were dealing with the Russian girl, I'm like, all right, she'll she'll be gone too, because you got tired of everybody. You just yeah. throw them to the side. And then the one you ended up marrying, I mean, literally during the show, Jeff says, "Dude, Jeff's she looks fucking exactly the same, she right? Looks, yeah, she looks great. Yeah. So, so." Uh, during the show, Jeff like tells me, I'm going to break up with this girl, which happened <laughs> right all the now. time. But you always said that. Yeah, all the time. Oh, I'm, I'm throwing this one out. I'm, this I, one's I, I done. can't remember. I, I think Goodbye. Said, yeah, that was basically it. Yeah. And through so, a text. Dr- yeah, through a text. While we're talking about- On the, the show. The Chargers, fucking in probably a Fabiani interview, you're yeah. dumping a girl. And then we go to break and you show me the phone. She says, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> 
she well that, she, that that made me laugh but i was like holy shit that was the first girl i think that said oh no you aren't yeah and you told me right then during that day which she reminds me constantly yeah. you said that day you go that's the girl you're gonna marry yeah look i mean we're we're together 15 fucking years yeah. not bad right so no. we're well, so, still having thanksgiving dinner with her so tomorrow yeah still got a good relationship Around Thursday, yeah and she she reminds our kids of that story and 50 other things yeah i said at that time uh one time yeah I go, I just got to go out and clear my head. She's like, well, what's in your head? And apparently I said, thoughts at you. She's like, oh, that's great. She tells our kids that all the time. Hey, you want to hear what your dad told me one time? And then he told me that we had nothing in common. My kids are like, what? I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Sick of you three. Dude, I, I, can tell, I can tell you one. One bad experience that jumped into my head right now. Because yeah. I'm trying to think, all right, who hates my guts? Because I was, man, when I would go out with a girl, honestly, I would just try and be a bigger jerk to them where they just broke up with me. Yeah. Because I couldn't do, hey, I don't think we should see each other anymore. I wasn't the way. I couldn't pull the move you'd pull. Yeah. And I would just say, well, I'm just going to be a jerk, and then they're going to break up with me. Well, a lot of times, the bigger jerk I was, the more they seemed to like me. And I was like, that, yeah. that's sick as fuck. So I was I was dating a girl um, going into San Diego State, and man, she lived by a fucking magic mountain. Yeah. And... Um, we ended up breaking up, like, whatever, over the phone. And then I'm dating another girl. It was actually my wife's roommate, believe mm. it or not. And so she's, she's in my apartment in San Diego State. Mm. We're in the living room because my fucking uh, roommate was like, dude, I'm fucking sick and tired of sleeping on this couch. You're fucking going in the living Adios. room. Adios. And so all of a sudden, man, four in the morning, I got oh, this shit. five foot one blonde just banging on the goddamn door of this oh, apartment complex, screaming shit. at me to open the fucking door. Oh, and I fucking I'm, I open the door. I go on the other side of the door, and she goes, "I know there's a girl in there right now. Oh. Open the fucking door." And I was like, "We aren't going out anymore." Yeah, and she, man, she woke up everybody in that apartment oh, complex. Oh boy, that lasted like two hours of her just screaming God, at me. God, why are they such hotheads? And I'm thinking, the girl on the other side of the door will kick the shit out of you. You don't want me yeah. to open the door. The girl on the other side is a San Diego State cheerleader, and she's in shape. She's gonna beat the fuck out of you. You don't want that. It would have been like an episode of Maury and shit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, would have like, been what James Royal sends us those thirty yeah, second fights. That's what it would have been. Were those? God dang! It would have been that. Then I get the call six hours later. <laughs> Did you, I go, you make it home? She goes, no. I fell asleep on the side of the 805 for three hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. Three hours? What's why going on? Why, why, why would you pull over on the side of the freeway and say, this is a good place to sleep? Get off the yeah. fucking freeway, stupid. Get off. Yeah, shit. They have exits. <laughs> You'll see there's an exit almost every mile. Yeah. I think that's the the, 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 the last one that just straight out hated my guts. But that serendipity movie shows up. Yeah. And it's kind of a cool movie. But there's just like, like guys hate you and you're like, who gives a fuck? You dipshit. He's lucky he never came into Santa Fe liquor and I knocked him fucking out. <laughs> do, do you ever have, uh, you have to have girls where there are songs, right? Where girls you went out with oh. and you guys had songs where every song that came on like in the 90s, you're going, well, fuck, that reminds me of this girl. Uh, only one. Really? And I've told you oh, this. Oh, Jesus Christ. So when I, I worked at the liquor store, Santa Fe Liquors, the, it used to be the greatest store ever. Tim Griffin worked there, me, uh, Gary Ross, and a, and a whole group of guys. So the one thing that we found was, man, about we closed at 11. So girls would show up at like 10 to 11 all the time. So you're you're closing by yourself. 
So shit, I didn't know any better, Dave. I'd be like, well, come on in, hang out. I just got shit to do. And again, it's not like it's a million dollar move. It's like, hey, come in, hang out. We'll have a beer. Well, goddamn, there was this one that showed up. Great girl. Looked exactly like uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. But just cool as hell. She'd been a couple of years older than me. And uh, we'd hook up all the time. Right, Mr. Class. We'd either hook up at the back of the liquor store, and I don't know why the liquor store had a cot in the back, and yeah. now I know why it had a cot. That fucking thing, man. It had to have the original COVID was on the cot in the back of Santa Fe Liquor. And then, because I really, really was nice, occasionally I would spring for the Scandia Motel, which is across from the Army-Navy Academy in Carlsbad, and my fucking kids and I drive by there. I laugh all the time. I'm like, why would anybody give me the time of day after I went took you to the Scandia? <laughs> and so we'd go to the Scandia, just bang her like a fucking drum, right? But I had a motorcycle at that time. And so often, like especially in the winter, wherever we went, she would drive. And I swear to God, I'm the dumbest guy in the world. Literally the dumbest guy in the world. I would get in this fucking car, and I just swear, I just thought, well, God damn, this radio station just plays the same shit over and over again. I finally fucking realized, and, and my all my friends, Wendy, Betsy, my ex-wife, Vita, they all know this story. Like, if you know me, it's 100% me. Laura knows it. Like, I realized, like, it took about 10 times. I go, oh, fuck. That's the same song playing. Bonnie Raitt, I Can't Make You Love Me. So my friend Betsy worked at, uh, she's the coolest. She bartends at, uh, at Larry's in Oceanside. If anybody lives in North County, go see Elizabeth and go, Jeff was talking about you. And uh, that girl who played the Bonnie Raitt song, she'll lose her mind. To the girl that played the Bonnie Raitt song, did she communicate to you that she wanted something more? Uh, yes. Yeah. But I was just too fucking dumb and loving that you're, you know, yeah. closing the deal three times a week and not having to buy dinner at Bullies. Yeah. Like, I just was kind of dumb. And, uh, <laughs> Jesus right. So now. Dude, all I'm going to say is right now, this is why I'm happy I never had daughters. Oh, yeah. If completely. my daughter was banging some guy in the back of a liquor store liquor and thought store. that was the future of her Scandia. best relationship ever. Scandia Motel. Jesus. Scandia in her car. Uh, yeah, all kinds of shit. So <laughs> there used to be in Cardiff, there's a, if anybody knows where VG Donuts is, right in Cardiff, right? Iconic. Right across that little road, there's a big brown building. I think it's like a, a print shop now, but it was. 50 years ago, it was the Bank of America in Cardiff. And then it was a pool hall called the Bank Shot. Betsy uh, was a bartender in there. My friend Wendy are down there. And uh, I go in, we're having beers. And I go, God damn, I figured it out. And I would encourage, I say to my sons all the time, I would tell anybody, especially young guys, the greatest thing you can do in your life, yes, you want to have your buddies, but you better have four or five women that are really, really close friends because I'm telling you, they will call you on your shit faster than anybody. <laughs> and uh, and that's what these two did for me. So 
I tell him the story. I'm like, God damn, every time I get in her car, it's the same song. It's the Bonnie Raitt song. I go, shit, last night I finally figured it out. And they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what'd you do? And I go, what? <laughs> and they go. Dude, if this was a movie, people would be yelling at you. The right. in the theater that you're the dumbest guy on the planet. Right. Well, no, the guys wouldn't be because they're like, he's getting laid every night. Well, they, they would think you're about to get murdered. Is what That's they what they said. <laughs> so they're like, well, what'd you do? Did you tell her, hey, I know this psycho shit and don't ever call me again. I, no. Well, what'd you do? I go, we went to her house, hooked up. Yeah, I can go again. That's what Yeah, I going her. back on Thursday. Jesus. So that's the one, Dave, that I've told this story. Laura Kane yelled at me and made me feel bad about myself, and I, I'm bitter at that. Let my guard down. Did I judge fucking Laura Kane when she's saying she's doing coke in the parking lot of Walmart before Jeff and Jared? No. And then I shared this story with her in a moment of being vulnerable. Yeah. And she, Jeff! Yeah. Remember how she lost oh, her shit? Oh, it was shit? so great. It was so great. I swear to God, I fucking love Laura Kane. I do too. This is the funniest. We need to get her back because it's been yeah. like two years since she's been in there. So this same girl is the girl that I've said this story. She came back to Santa Fe Liquor and she said, I got to talk to you. Ah, what? I have liver cancer. And I go, you know what? I can't take it. I can't fucking take this anymore. You know, she told me twice she was pregnant, which was never true. Then she told me that she'd had a fucking brain tumor. That wasn't true. So in fairness to me, I had been told like five other different things, right? She was the boy who cried wolf. Yes. Okay. Now, what I didn't need to do was say, get the hell out of here. Save it. I got to stack the cooler and I can't take this shit anymore. And then uh, a couple weeks went by. Yeah. And your podcast buddy had the ache. So he jumps on that piece of shit, Honda's 650, 750 Nighthawk. And he makes a quick drive over to Lucadia, just a short drive from where those two other psycho Heaven's Gate members killed themselves <laughs> in that motel. And uh, as I've said in the past, I pulled up and there was a U-Haul. And, and, uh, and there's two very big Samoan guys that kind of look like Roman Reigns. And uh, often seek of the Samoan brothers. And they're looking at me, and I'm looking at them. And they go, can I help you? I go, no, it's fine. I'm just here to see Greta. And I swear, Dave, I swear. Can hear it? Ooh. And as soon as he said it, it just gave me the worst chill. And he said, yeah, she, she passed away. And, dude, I'm just telling you. I, I'm just telling you, you have never in your life felt like a bigger dumb fuck than I felt on that day until Laura Kane judged me when I told her, because Laura said, what's the worst thing you ever did that you never tell anybody? And I told Kane, and then she yelled at me and belittled me in your garage. That was the best part. <laughs> that was the best part. It's a girl the worst. That, a girl that literally just told you, what was your rock bottom? I don't know, doing coke in the Walmart parking lot an hour before I had to go on there. What's the worst thing you ever did? And then she jumped to you that yours was worse. She did tell me. Yeah. Oh, Holy fuck. shit. Yeah, terrible, dude. Terrible. <laughs> and everybody, like, I tell, I go, 
you understand this didn't happen three days ago, okay? The girl was so nice to me. Uh, she did have a little bit of, like, drama. But, uh, yeah, of course you wish you handled it better at the end. She was great. And we had fun. She kept playing that same fucking song every night. Okay, so do you hear the song now? Do you freak out? Oh, dude. You flip it off as fast as you can? People will screenshot and oh, send me the screenshot it's of evil. that song showing up on SiriusXM, including my ex-wife. Who sends it to me and goes, I swear to God, every time I hear this song, I'm like, how the hell did I marry you? I go, I don't know. What the fuck's the matter with me? How do I know what the fuck's the matter, Connie? I wonder how many times guys get that. I get that all the time, too. Why in the hell did I pick you? I get that all the, I get that all the time. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Like, but I- listen, here's the thing, right? Yeah. I'll just tell you this. Dave and I come in here. And we tell you everything. Yeah. There are no secrets. Yeah. Right? I mean, so when you see some of these sick, twisted politicians or priests or, right, TV ministers. Yeah. These motherfuckers are all hiding it in the the shadows. We come here, we tell you all our stories. We're vulnerable. (laughs) Most of you embrace us and say, you know what? We're sorry for the pain you have in your heart. Yeah. And we hope tomorrow's a brighter day. And then you got other friends like that fucking Laura Kane that just openly judged me, Dave. Yeah, she, she 100% did. <laughs> she 100% did. That's, that's so fucking funny. You know what I always tell my wife when she asks, says that, why the hell did I pick here? How the hell? <laughs> I always say, that was my PR guy. I mean, for all of us as guys, that's, right. our, that's as good as we're going to get. Right. Fuck and it. For any girl who thinks you can change a guy, you can't. No, Satan. It only gets worse. You're seeing the best version of them from the first five dates. That is it. That's it. Max out. That's it. Yeah. Hey, how old do you think Bonnie Raitt is? I had to look it up. She just had a birthday about two weeks ago. I'd be much more interested to think if I would still bang Bonnie Raitt. Okay, this is hilarious. You just said that. I got a call from a listener today who said... Um, know what my favorite part about your show is? You guys can talk about anything extremely serious to suicide prevention, to the of Patriots. Course. It's important. To a second later, would he throw her one? <laughs> <laughs> and then it always takes a half second before we both go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest I've ever heard, there was not a funnier guy off the air than Mike Riley. Mike Riley is just... I know he struggled as coach of the Chargers, but my God, what a good man. And he called me, and he laughed and laughed and laughed, and he said, Jeff, I have heard so many funny things on your show, but he said, the funniest thing I've ever heard is what Dave just said. Guys are not that tough to figure out. Dave, what is it that they have? I said, guys have two emotions, hungry and horny. If a guy doesn't have an erection, make him a sandwich. That was it. I love the fact that Mike thought Mike it was Mike Riley said it was his favorite thing on the show. <laughs> oh, shit. Guys are so easy to figure out. I don't understand how women can't figure guys out. Right. I mean, they are so easy to figure out. And, and if a guy is in a bad mood, it's so easy to fix that bad mood. Right. I mean, what the fuck? Right, that's like, it. Like, there's li- literally the easy button. You know, that, that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, not God, that tough. Yeah, Jesus. You know what? But here's here's what a lot of fucking women do. 
They see the guys in a bad mood. So you know what? This is the perfect fucking time to ask, hey, did you fix the vacuum? Yeah. No! <laughs> did you pay Fuck. the cable bill? Fuck. Did you get the mail? Did you, <laughs> did you get the mail? Oh my God. Fuck. Nothing that's important at that moment. We you take my car and put air in the tires Dude, it's funny at 930 said. at night? <laughs> Right. I remember the the first time I was married and I was upset about something and it was something yeah. I guarantee you my wife did that, that made me mad, but I just walked out of the house. Okay. Yeah. And I'm walking out trying to calm down. Right. But I turn around and she's like right oh, on my shoulder. Shit. I'm like, are you fucking following me? Like, what did she want? I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally trying to get away from you. What the fuck are you doing? And I like I told her straight up, look, I will never hurt you. I will never throw a punch. I'm not that guy. <laughs> of course not. But I need to calm the fuck down because you I'm can't. about to fucking punch a goddamn Volkswagen right now. <laughs> I'm so pissed. But I used to tell her, give me space. Read the room. Women can't read the room they for shit. They cannot. Listen, none of you can read the fucking room. <laughs> and I got to tell you this, too. Here's the rule that women need to understand that all the guys can understand, Okay. Guys, you could say to a guy anytime, you know what? You know, you're replaceable. And guy's like, yeah, fuck. Thank God. It's the first nice thing you've said in two fucking weeks. But if you said to a woman, you know, you're replaceable, it's true. What? Who the fuck is good? I'm like, I just told you. I had a fucking chick. I take her to the fucking Scandia. Play the same song. Every night. She's still let me bang her. Yeah. <laughs> like, goddamn, they're out there. Just, you got to cultivate the soil a little bit, but we'll find them. It's like the fucking grunion. Save it. You're not Khloe Kardashian. Relax. Every fucking guy knows that we'll be replaced. And sometimes we're like, ah, oh, I'll fucking tickle my nuts with a feather. Don't do it. God damn it. But <laughs> son of a bitch, if we say it back to you, like, it's like Dave just said. It's like, we just took your hand and put it on the hot stove. <laughs> I used to threaten me with that shit. Yeah? I'd go, well, where do you think you're going? You have two kids. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to deal with a girl with two kids? You know what right. happens when they look at a guy like me with two kids? It means I'm responsible. That's it. I pay the bills. Yeah. I take my kids out. I That's didn't run. Right. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> show me. Show me. The first guy that doesn't think he's replaceable, other than Steve Woods. Yeah. No shit. That'd be the one guy, right? <laughs> and then uh, and then show me the first woman that goes, I understand. I understand that could be replaced. Fuck that. <laughs> that, is, that is it 100%. Right? That is it 100%. All right. Hey, I want to mention the guys over at Thrive Fantasy. ThriveFantasy.com. That is the site. That's the site you should have been running to before the Monday Night Football game. Now, here's the deal. I've been playing. I'm saying I'm going to make the big $2,500 tonight. Oh, like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm jumping in. And so, I'm stepping in. I think it was actually it was up to 10000 the one that I was trying to play today. And I messed up my computer. So, I was trying to – I jumped in late. Mm-hmm. Don't ever get caught doing what I did. Is yeah. I tried to do it five minutes before kickoff. Messed up and call me crazy, but I think I would have killed it tonight. I, I was really disappointed, <laughs> but I didn't get mine in. And I'm watching Dan win, and I'm watching everybody else win. But ThriveFantasy.com has turned into so much fun. I mean, we're all calling yeah. each other and texting during talking. during the weekends, talking shit. Everyone's sitting there, oh, did you win? Did you win? So many people are winning. You're crazy not to play. If you love sports, ThriveFantasy.com makes it so much better. Look at all the prop-up bets. Don't forget Thanksgiving. You have three football oh, games. No. 
Oh my gosh, right? It's going to be awesome. But here's the deal. Jeff and I love it. Dan Williams is loving it. Bob Hunt's loving it. So many other people are jumping in. Um, God, and Kyle Pfluger's in on it. Curry. Brian Curry's in Chris on Cox. it. Chris Cox. Chris Cox. I, I can't even name them all, but I love the fact that guys that listen to this show keep sending us notes how much fun they're having. Make sure you use the code. Jeff and I can't say this enough. D-A-J-S, though. Yeah, you'll get the match in your initial deposit. I would say this, Dave. You know, I'm a guy who plays the $25,000 entries because I just I need to have a little bit of action on the game. Some of you guys, <laughs> can you imagine? I look at that thing. I'm like, what? I'm afraid to even look at that oh game because I'm afraid I'll I'll commit to it. You could play for two bucks. You can play for five bucks, which is cool. But I was saying to Dave tonight, and I think you and I would agree, the one to play is probably, you could play 10, you could play 20. Yeah. Because you can go ahead and play that $2 game. And just kind of get your feet wet. Yeah. But when you hit, you win, your winnings are going to be a little bit, they're going to be adjusted. But you play that $10 game, Dave, you play the $25 game, like there is real money being yes. given out. Uh, my buddy James Hughes, my, butter Con uh, my buddy Connor tonight, they're like, okay, tell me again what is going on. And we were showing, I love the Monday night game tonight. And we were just kind of going through and looking at some of the different props. I would recommend going to thrivefantasy.com on your laptop or your desktop, signing up right there. Dave mentioned it. The promo code is D-A-J-S. You're going to get that initial deposit matched. So if you go in and you're like, well, you know what? I'm not sure I'm going to put in $8. Well, the guys from Thrive are like, all right, we'll put in $8 too. <laughs> I mean, have some fun. Put 25 bucks in. Put 50 bucks in. The guys from Thrive are going to be right there. 100 bucks, And all of a sudden on Thursday, you become so invested in these games. That goddamn Matt Ryan. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm so sick of Matt Ryan. Me too. And when's the last time you even cared about Matt Ryan until Thrive showed up no on the scene? And you're like, every time he shows up, oh, <laughs> Ryan! Uh, ThriveFantasy.com. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Also, don't forget, right now as the year is coming to an end, where your finance is at, do you like the situation you're in? Are you debt-free? Right now, you have to figure out what are your finances and where they're going to be in 2021. And also, are you renting? You don't want to rent anymore. You want to buy your own home. Dan Williams can fix this, all this for you. All you have to do is give him a call at 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Proud to announce that so many of our listeners have jumped in and taken advantage of this great phone call and this great service. Again, Dan Williams is your guy. Yeah, um, I'm so thankful to Dan because following the rules of borrow smart, repay smart, uh, when things come in in December, which it's crazy how my timing works out, but my registration shows up and my auto insurance showed up and then over the weekend my air conditioning went out and my battery basically died oh, Jesus. but because i was following what dan had uh taught me and borrow smart repay smart dave i was able to pay all of them yeah registrations paid for another year stickers show up today auto insurance paid through june they, uh, go see my buddy uh junior down there at the corner of 70th and uni at double a auto repair Goddamn, the battery's fixed, the AC's running like crazy, and all of that's manageable, too. And the good thing is, <clears throat> credit score's still right there at 800 where I want it to be. 
everything is manageable. All the bills are paid through January, and you got money for Christmas as you look ahead to what should hopefully be a better 2021. I just, there are too many things going on in the world right now. The one thing you don't want to have is the lack of financial flexibility. That's why so many people have made the call, and you should make the call too. Look, in fairness for Dan, this is not debt consolidation. This is being done so the ultimate goal is so that your finances are in place so you can buy a house. That's what my plan is for 21. So what your plan should be too. So if you want to have the financial freedom that's going to allow you to get out of the rental market and into a home of your own, 858-688-6813. Absolutely. When you're ready to buy that home, Brian Curry is the one you want to call. Brian Curry, again, is more familiar with San Diego County than anyone else. He's been in the market for more than 20 years. And again, whether you're buying a home or you're selling a home, Brian Curry is the guy to talk to. Very easy to deal with, very patient. And again, the best I've ever seen. Brian is your guy. Don't forget, when you're looking for that perfect home, as Jeff just mentioned, 2021 will be a very interesting year. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. So many programs coming. If you're a first-time homebuyer, we remember what it looked like in 2008 when Barack Obama came in. I know because in 2009 I bought my condo and we were able to do it because of the programs that are in place. Dan Williams will tell you, Brian Curry will tell you, that they expect very similar programs coming in when the Biden administration takes uh, office in January and you want to be ready. It is just so, so important to have somebody on your side that knows things to ask, like, hey, tell me about the HOA. Because I know so many people that thought, oh, yeah, this is my perfect place. It's a school district. It's not far from work. And then all of a sudden, they get involved, Dave, with an HOA that's charging you an extra X amount of dollars per month for some ridiculous repair. Brian Curry is going to ask the kind of questions that you need to know that you wouldn't think to ask so that when you go home and you put that key in the door, you're going to say, this is my dream house. Nobody, I mean, he's going to do it for me. He's going to do it for Dave. He's going to do it for you next. Call Brian Curry. Tell him, hey, Brian, how bad did you get beat by Dave and Jeff on Thrive Fantasy? <laughs> and if he still takes your call, tell him, hey, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I need help getting a house. Alan Taylor, Taylor and May Pools, that pool for you is waiting. Guess what? It's warm all the time. It's only getting hotter, it seems like, in San Diego. How great would it be to have a swim pool, not only now, but maybe even try and get it installed? What a great Christmas gift that would be for the family to say, guess what? We're getting a brand new pool. We're going to make our backyard a staycation because we also what just happened with COVID and how much we've learned to enjoy our surroundings and our neighborhood. But guess what? In our backyard, the family fun year-round. Taylor and May Pools, Alan Taylor, 619 619- Four four nine four four five two six one nine four four nine four four five two. Tell you what, he's about on my last nerve. <laughs> Sorry that we don't have Saskatchewan up on Thrive Fantasy, okay? Against the Calgary Rough Riders. Sorry, okay. <laughs> Sorry that you may actually have to play uh, check out American football. <clears throat> I know you've been out driving dune buggies, Taylor. You get involved. Last warning. I think he's he can't pay attention at all when I yes. tell him last warning. I just like that you said he's getting to your last nerve. <laughs> Amy, you too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tell you what, man, it's one of the coolest things for me. I say it all the time. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, 
and click on that link for the tailor-made pools and take a look at some of these pools that yeah. are being built, right? You go, God damn, this is amazing. Why wouldn't you do the same? So many of you, I know, have that space in your backyard. And what are you back there right now? You got some bullshit, cheap artificial turf, and you're trying to tell everybody, look, it's just like 17 at Sawgrass. The fuck it is. It's nothing. <laughs> Looks like the entry to Dixie Line Lumber. Get that shit out of there. Let Alan and his team come out and build you that perfect pool. And Dave, just because it's Christmas, as uh, my <laughs> buddy Mark, I don't know why he couldn't say Christmas. He'd say Christmas, so we say it every time, too. Uh, you go out. I, you know what, Dave? I feel like I'm a little greedy. And hearing that story tonight about your wife bugging you when you needed a little bit of fresh air. Yeah. I think tonight, Dave, I'm going to let, I'm going to turn this over to you. I pleaded with Amy tonight. She said, no, no, no. Only four. I said, hey, I make the rules around here. You follow them. The first 14 people that called tailor-made pools, cash-only deal. Dave, anybody in the world, who do you want the silhouette to be of the pool tonight? Just because we talk about throwing them one all the time, and yep. we, then we have to break down the age, but then we say, look, we never would tell the people what age they were when we said we threw them one when we are telling the story. We're going Dolly Parton. God bless it. <laughs> the Dolly Parton special, you just heard Dave announce it. Amy, I'm sorry, but it's 14. Cash buy. You're going to get that Dolly Parton silhouette special. <laughs> God, I wish somebody with cash would just call and be like, I want that Dolly Parton pool just so my phone would light up. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I love it. Shit, I'd be over there all day playing Marco Polo. Uh, you call Al Taylor, tell him uh, we'll get him on board for, uh, I don't know, what else does he like up there? Curling? Dude, he's a desert guy now. That guy's completely all California, Arizona now. He loves life, He loves man. the desert and dune buggies. All right, tell that bonehead uh, Dave and Jeff sent you. All right, Kyle Fluke is your guy for that website. As Jeff just mentioned, DaveAndJeffShow.com. He's done so many different websites for us. has helped us out tremendously. Kyle's your guy. Look, so many people are trying to figure out a way to make some money. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. right now, you're at a point in your life where you might not be financially set because all of a sudden your world was turned upside down in 2020. So many people are saying, I got to figure out a way to make money my own way. Kyle Fluger is the guy to help you get started through a website. 619-500-6621. It's everything for a business. 619-500-6621. Boy, I, I'll say it, man. The, the online shopping world is taken off. And if you are a business that does online sales, man, you have to make sure. I, I was saying tonight, I sent that care package out to a friend, and all of a sudden I'm looking, and I realized that the first hot chocolate that I was sending was vegan, and what it was shit. I mean, it was just basically heated up dry soil. And I was like, this sucks. And I immediately had the ability to cancel that and get the right one in, and you know where I was doing it, right? Yeah. So you have to say the kind of ease and access that I have when I'm trying to do something and they have my credit card on file. And guess what? Just like that, they made 40 bucks tonight. And you go, all right, well, that's 40 bucks. But in 10 days when I do another one or when I'm doing Christmas shopping for these people, man, they're going to make more money and yeah. more money. But you know what? All of us would like to buy local. 
We love buying local. And if you have that ability where you say, hey, yeah, we can deliver, whether it's in San Diego or Denver, Merced, Toronto, wherever you're going, we're going to get you the item you need. We're going to give you the tracking. We're going to give you the price you want. Boy, all of us will come there and we'll we'll tell all our friends to come there too. The part that you need to deliver on is having this website that allows us the ease and access that the big ones do. Not hard to do. Give Kyle Fluger a call. He'll get you on the right path. Absolutely. Kyle has helped uh, Josh and I with this uh, JP25 media project that we're working out, just putting on uh, strange videos. I did one with him, Jeff, that uh, will be will be out. Uh, it's out probably today, but tomorrow for sure you can watch it. But it was one of those where you haven't hit this point with your boys. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time I think I've ever had a conversation with either one of my sons of girls I thought were once hot compared to what girls that he thinks is hot. You know, oh, like, like I've never talked about girls with my dad. You ever talk about girls with your dad? No. Yeah, never. But, I, I never did either. But actually, when I lived in London, my dad and I dated two girls that were best friends. Oh, wow. Yeah, the black girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Paulette. And my dad dated her best friend. Wow. So that, I mean, like, I always went to Paulette's house. It wasn't weird. Like, yeah. there wasn't anything but... Um, but yeah, that was, and it was cool. Like, we had a great time. My dad's super mellow, so yeah. you know that. I mean, my yeah. dad, even at his age right now, let me see. My mom will be, next week, my mom will be 78. Okay. So my dad's 77. And I mean, if it wasn't COVID time, my dad would still be going to the Rainbow and the Roxy yeah. and... uh Places like that in L.A., like my dad's a night owl, man, so he's a fun guy to hang out with. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's funny. Josh and I, you know, obviously we get along really well. But it, so what I did was I picked out five girls that I liked, okay? That okay. I, he showed me five Instagram girls that he thinks are hot, okay? okay? And then I picked five for him. He didn't know I was going to pick five to see how good I did on his taste. Oh, nice. Okay, so anyway, it ended up kind of, it was kind of a strange show to do. It was like, it was, it was weird, but... It, uh, Josh did a great job with the editing, so uh, it, w- it was it was pretty funny, man. He, he did a good job with it overall, but it was strange. I've never had a conversation with my dad or my boys about girls I thought were hot growing up compared to girls now that they because kids have access to oh, so many yeah. things and all these Instagram models post like three times a day. Well, I see it's different, man. It's a different situation because you're still married to his mom. Yeah, really weird. I'm no longer married to their mom. Yeah. So for me, like you can't like they. You can't really do anything, but what I'll do to them is like I'll just find the lady who just looks like the oldest woman in the store, and I'll just be like, "Hey, listen, I'm not even fucking joking around. That's my that's right my wheelhouse right there. If she asks anything, you're you're a couple kids from Juvie Hall, and I'm just taking you out, or you're my nephew." Don't fuck this up for me, man. She is right there. Look at that. Hello. What did they say? I was like, shut up. <laughs> Time for your bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, woo. It's great. <laughs> but every now and then I get off of one liner and uh and they enjoy it. because uh, like uh yesterday we're playing football in Coronado. And my one son says to the other, he goes, I'm about to whip your candy ass. I go, that's pretty big words from the pebble. I go, you're not quite big enough to be the rock. You're more like the pebble. (laughs) And he started running his route, and he stopped and came back. And he goes, 
you know, that was pretty good. He goes, <laughs> he goes I'll, I'll give you that. He goes, that was pretty good. I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. And his brother's yelling at him, let's go, Pebble, shut up. So, But, yeah, I mean, I just, their mom's still one of my closest yeah. friends, so you can't be like, hey, call uh, Lisa Ann. Yeah. Tell her, hook you. Yeah, he just can't do that. I just, <laughs> I'll tell you that. I just can't say it to them. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going November 23rd. By the way, Bonnie Raitt, how old do you think she was? Even though her birthday is November 8th. I asked you the question mm. earlier in the show. I think she might be 73. 71. Mm. I always thought Bonnie Raitt looked old anyway. She always did, but you could tell Bonnie Raitt would be the coolest chick in the bar. Now, where would you guess Bonnie Raitt was born? Oh, that's funny. I'm going to say Austin, Texas. Right? Like something like Texas or yeah. somewhere. St. Louis. Tennessee. Anywhere like that, yeah. right? Burbank, California. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> The <laughs> Come on. She and I just hanging out all day taking the NBC That's tour. That's it. That's it. All right, here we go. Miley Cyrus. Uh, this is funny, man. Like 27. 28. 28. Um, 100 million. 160 million dollars. God damn. Yeah, how about that? She's but crazy. Did... I would I would never go out with a girl like that. But you've heard her on the Stern show where yeah. she's she seems pretty cool. The voice wears me out. Oh, that's a good that's a yeah. good catch by you. Couldn't deal with a bad voice. Yeah, because you're hearing it at its best. Yeah. What's it sound like in the morning? No shit. After a night down at Bubs in the gas lamp. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Sounds like Dave Marcus. Shit. Yeah, yeah, Fuck. Where are my car keys? <laughs> Justin Turner. Oh, that sick bastard. 32. 36. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's where the Dodgers are ready to say goodbye. Shit, thirty six. Um, forty million. Forty million dollars. You got it. Okay. Robin Roberts, last one of the night. Robin Roberts is cool. She's she's really, a Nashville girl. She's really cool. I'm gonna say she's fifty seven. Sixty years old. No shit. Yep. Sixty years old, and Robin Roberts is gonna be um seventeen million. Forty five million dollars. No shit. Yeah, how Good about for that? her, man. How about that? I think she's a great story. All That's right. cool. I like She is a it. great story. Here we go. These are random questions right here. First question. What did your kids think of the movie Stand By Me? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. It was great. I had not seen that movie in a long time. We were saying uh, my one son is just kind of, it just gets on him, right? Being away from his buddies and just kind of being locked down and everything else. So we've been spending Thursday doing movie night as a family and... Uh, so we went to The Habit, had some burgers, and we watched Stand By Me, and it's so goddamn good. And what's funny, one, a couple of things. Richard Dreyfus, you forget, is the narrator. Yeah. Anybody that lives in Encinitas, Richard Dreyfus, I don't know that it's the case now in COVID, he's in Barnes & Noble all the time, just wow. hanging out, just talking to people, and they say he's the nicest guy in the world. And it's just, uh, it's a really good movie, and it's crazy how much... My buddy Cheech, who passed away, uh, my friend Wendy, who I mentioned earlier, nicknamed him River and called him River all the time. And uh, it's fucking crazy how much my buddy, when he was 13, looked just wow. like that guy. Uh, it was wild, but it was great. When's the last time you saw that movie? A month ago. Oh, no yeah. kidding? Yeah, it's not a month ago. It's great, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jerry Col- like- Do they have a favorite scene in that movie that they saw that they go, that was their favorite part? Oh, yeah, the whole Barfarama thing. Did they? That yeah. Was, that was, really? Yeah. 
But they could not figure out, including their mom, like nobody realized that Jerry O'Connell was Vern. Really? They're like, where's Jerry O'Connell? I'm like, dude, he's Vern. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, because now, yeah. I mean. Did you explain to your kids how these all these kids ended up? Well, I had a friend of mine, so I, I put a link on Facebook. And this friend of mine who I love to death, she writes, well, all of those kids became stars except for River Phoenix who had his sad ending. I'm like, he's the only one who went. I mean, Jerry O'Connell's fine. Corey Feldman did like this terrible Michael Jackson dance yeah. when he was trying to sing on the Today I'm Show. I'm not a Corey Feldman fan at all. And I can't shake the visual of that. And then... Uh, Will Wheaton? Was, yeah, I mean, he did Star Trek he, he and was on some, Big Bang yeah. Theory. Yeah. He seems like he's doing okay. Yeah, it's him fine. Um, Jerry O'Connell won, right? Hell yeah, Jerry O'Connell's great. <laughs> but like, Corey Feldman, don't you, don't you think Dave, like... Dude, something happened. I think I'm, Nicole Eggert was engaged to Corey Feldman. Was it Corey Feldman or Corey Haim? Maybe it was Corey Haim. Sorry. I think the Corey Haim. fucked that up. But, dude, when one of your, I mean, look at, like, two guys that he's associated with growing up, Corey Haim, Michael Jackson, right? And just such incredibly tragic stories for either one. Like, that's going to impact a guy. Dude, when you're a kid, <clears throat> I know it's easy to, I, yeah. I just... I know. I think I'm at a point in my life where you go, "Fuck, man, what has that dude seen in his life?" Yeah. Right. And his dad was trying to take his money. Dude, his dad was taking his money. Didn't he marry? Didn't he have a good-looking wife? You know, I'm not sure. Wouldn't surprise me. Did did have your kids seen Goonies? I know your kids might I be a little bit so. older now. Yeah, okay. that was never my movie. No, I didn't no, like me it either. But Feldman's in that too. Yeah, but I just I look at that dude and I I know it, but I'm like, dude, Corey Haim had a really sad ending. Yeah. And. uh and the whole Michael Jackson thing as a kid to be through that, right? Yep. That would be really, really hard. What are you going to see Thursday? Do you know? Um, same time next year? Probably same time next year. <laughs> probably. Uh, Pam Anderson's wedding video? Yeah, watch. <laughs> uh, no, we're not going to watch that one. We're going to watch Tanya Harding. Why does, Dad, why does he keep, why does she keep calling him a lover? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, we're going to watch Serendipity, and I'm going to tell them the story about the girl that I almost oh, married instead of their mom. Oh, my who God. Who now hates me. <laughs> All right, next question. Um, which one of your radio friends is most likely to put their hair up in a man bun? <laughs> Who's got enough hair left to do it? There's only one guy that came to mind when I asked the question. Who's going to put their hair up in a man bun? Hang on, I got to think. Not only that, he'll be proud of it. God damn, I feel like you're leading me down the road for two guys. Oh, really? They're two guys? Yeah. Which two come to mind? I feel like Darren at one point had a man bun. I could see Darren with a man bun. Darren had really long yeah. hair at one point. Yeah, I could see Darren. Are you leading me towards Woods? Oh, no. Fuck, dude. If Woods put his hair in a man bun, I, dude, I, I don't know what I could give him. <laughs> like, dude, I, I really want him to now that you just said that. Uh, who are you thinking? Judd. Without a doubt. Judd, uh, Judd's going fucking man bun. He's not. <laughs> Dude, Judd's kid is so cute. Yeah. And Judd posted a picture of his son the other day. And look, Jim Russell and Judd are two guys that I love. But those two guys, when they go back and forth at each other on Twitter, are so great. So Judd posts a picture of his son and his left hand is in a fist. Yeah. So I send back to him, God, it's great to see that kid's already waiting for Jim Russell to come down the street. And Jim Russell jumps right in and goes, 
That kid's already miles tougher than his old man. <laughs> but those two guys, if you follow them, I laugh all the time. They're always talking about beating the shit out of each other in the <laughs> hall and what's going to happen at the holiday party. I fucking... I, shit's like two hours old. I'm the only guy who laughs at it every time. But I love those two guys. Oh, John, don't go man bun. Bun me up. <laughs> All right, here we go. What's your favorite TV sitcom of all time? Oh, fuck. TV sitcom of all time. Boy, that's pretty funny. Um, Dude, The Office, early Office. I know you guys like it with Spader. I don't like it well, with the, Spader. Well, where I'm at now, I'm in the last season finally now. We slowed down. We were watching like three a day, and now we're like down to one every two weeks. Yeah. Dude, that fucking Steve Carell, when he's ripping Kevin, when he's ripping Toby, when fucking Dwight slaps him and yeah. says, Will ask the questions here. There's just some shit that, dude, he says. Dude, when he hits Meredith with the car, it's dude, so goddamn funny. When he's giving out the Dundies and he goes, look, this is great. I mean, who's going to give Kevin an award? Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> and my son, Kate and I are like, what the fuck is that? Uh, Seinfeld's pretty goddamn funny, but but Michael Richards wears me out. Uh, does Curb Your Enthusiasm That's what count? I was just thinking. If Curb counts, it's number one, right? Yeah, Cur- Curb's number one. But, I'll, dude, Steve Carell is so goddamn funny in that show. I'll take The Office, dude. That's good. All right, here Where we- are you going? You know, it's funny. I was the first one that came to my mind, because when I was a kid, my dad watched it all the time. It was one of the shows we watched together, believe it or not, was Family Ties. With Michael J. Fox. Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of those shows. Big that, Billy Vera fan? That was not a big Billy Vera fan. Did you have that on I was. I, I used to watch that show like, Courtney Cox is definitely hotter than the girl that he chose. You know, end up becoming his wife in real life. Can you think of any worse thing to do to your kids than end up like Michael Gross as a parent? Oh, my gosh. Who's a bigger puss? Michael Gross. <laughs> uh, Alan Thicke. No shit. Bob Saget. <laughs> It's the worst out of all of them. You right? Mentioned. Yeah. He's a big bitch. He's <laughs> there was a TV show that I liked. It was on CBS for like four years. It was called Still Standing. Jamie, oh, dude. Jamie Gertz was on. That guy was great. That yeah. was a great that, show. That guy was, you don't watch Game of Thrones, but he was the original, the, the main character in Game of Thrones for the first season. Dude, that guy is funny as yeah, shit. he was. He was funny. It was a great show. And Jamie Gertz, you know what yes. she does now? Huh? She owns the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh yeah, yeah. It's fucking no, wait. crazy. Her no. husband owns the Brewers. Well, and she owns the Atlanta Hawks. Does right? she own the Hawks too? I don't know. Because she was at the NBA lottery Jesus for the Hawks. Christ, dude. There. Okay. Do you ever see the Still show? Still hot. I like Jamie Gertz. Yeah. There. Um. What was the show with Julia Louis Dreyfus when she was like? It was after Seinfeld, and it was kind of around that same time on CBS. But David's the dark-haired... You ever see that show, The Unicorn? Yeah. Okay. The dark-haired... It's funny. The two guys from Ballers are in that show. Yeah, they are. And the dark-haired lady was on that uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus show, and she's on this show right now, um, The Unicorn. Holy fuck, is that lady funny as shit, too? But that's still standing. Dude, that's a great call on that. I'm surprised you knew that show. That no, guy I'm always was, afraid to say that. Dude, no one knows that show. 
the dad on that show was so goddamn funny. And he's from England. like he Yeah. Was, but he made it sound like he was from the Midwest. Right. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought about that show in years. Yeah, that show bummed me out. And then I think we've said this, but if you have Amazon, Dave, yeah, uh, check out Amazon. Check out a show called Terriers, okay, which was filmed right here in San Diego. There's only ten of them, but it was it's really good. It's kind of more a drama, like a, but it's pretty fucking funny. Is the show you're talking about with Julie Louise Dreyfus the the New Adventures of Old Christine? Yes. Okay, that was a pretty funny show too. But there was you say there's a girl on that show. Is it Emily Rutherford? Is that it? No, know. I'll know her name when I hear it. She played the girlfriend. Not Trisha O'Kelly? No. Damn it. Check out, go to The Unicorn, Dave, because go to The Unicorn okay. and... The Unicorn should be a funnier show with the, the actors they have on that show. I know, right? Yeah. Um, kind of disappointing. But uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, her brother on the show... Is it Myelin Robinson? Is that it? No. She's like, she's... Michelle Watkins? That, that yes, has to be it. that's her. Okay. Dude, holy fuck is that lady funny. Holy fuck is she funny. Um, She played the psycho girlfriend of Julia Louis-Dreyfus's brother. Okay. And she was just goddamn nuts. Like, um, you know, Friends is pretty funny. Like, if you go back and watch Friends, Friends is pretty good, too. All right, last last question of the night. If okay. you could change your name to any name, what name would you pick? Uh, my son said I should start spelling my name J E P H. <laughs> Why? He's just like he's like, hey, you can change that because I started calling his brother Kade. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just heard some guy. What was some guy named the other day? You do you it? ever have? Do you ever have a fake name like you tell girls? Like if you don't want to give your real name, uh, like Craven Moorhead? No, <laughs> Jack Hammer? No, you asshole! No, <laughs> I always went with like Cal, like Cal Ripken Jr. Cal Naughton. No, I was, I was, I was Cal like Naughton. I was always it was always <laughs> Cal. That was that was my fake name. Oh, I heard some guy the other day. His name was Ace. Really? And I was like, damn, that's a pretty ballsy move there, mom and dad. <laughs> Uh, no, you just like I don't want to say anybody's names, but you just hear certain names and you're like, oh boy, uh, hey Mort, like I'm yeah. just looking at Mortensen up there, yeah. right? Yeah, you go Mort, that'd be great. <laughs> Why do they just put Mort? Everyone else has their first name. It's just Mort. Uh, Josh gonna... is, is friends with his son. His son was one of his coaches at Alabama. Hey, I got to hype one quick thing. We're yeah. going into Thanksgiving, and I do not want to forget this. Our friend Matt Coyle, who is just an amazing guy, lives here in San Diego, has a brand new book coming out called Blind Vigil. Blind Vigil will be out in early December. I know he's doing a couple of things at Warwick's. Matt has a podcast coming up. But it is so goddamn fun. It's a book about, uh, he's got a whole series. I know Alan Cisan's in on it. Dan Williams is in on it. Jojo Tarantino and a bunch of the other guys are in on him. Uh, it's, it's a series of books about a guy named Rick Cahill. And Rick is a uh, former cop turned private investigator. The stories take place right here in San Diego. And Blind Vigil is the new one that is coming out. It 
he fucking gave it to me two months ago. I felt like a complete shithead. <laughs> but I finished it yesterday, and it is just dynamite. And Coyle is somebody really close to this show. And uh, a couple years ago, his book, Wrong Light, was about Rick Cahill protecting a radio talk show host. And a lot of the things that happened in that book actually happened to me. So uh, Blind Vigil is out, but I just, Matt did not ask me to do this. But as you're thinking about Christmas presents or anything else, boy, they're on Kindle. Uh, The new one will be out in hardback in a couple of weeks. It's a great opportunity to support your local bookstore, whether it's Warwick's or Book Catapult down in South Park, anywhere else. Tell them you want it. Shit, Matt will probably drive over to your house and sign (laughs) it and read Chapter 1. But uh, it's, (laughs) it's goddamn great. And in a couple of weeks... He does a podcast every week where he interviews mystery writers. It's really fun. and uh, But in a couple of weeks, I'll be interviewing Matt about Blind Vigil. We'll let you know when that's coming up. But I just wanted to give a quick plug for our buddy. Outstanding effort again. If you loved his first books, you're going to love the new one. All right. Good deal. We'll be back on Wednesday, everybody. So late.